2: 365. Birds. 365 starts right now. Welcome
3: to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.
2: Let's
1: go. Let's go.
4: Good morning, Birds fans. Thanks for streaming in here on Birds 365 on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. That's John McMullen right there. And I'm Jody McDonald. Uh, So you got your MAGAMAC guys here with you for the next two hours talking Philadelphia Eagle football. And John, shortly after, almost took me back to uh, regular season days when uh, the show would uh, wrap up and within the next. 15, 20, 25 minutes, it'd be an Eagle announcement. They wait till right after our show wrapped up to go ahead and give you an announcement. And it wasn't an Eagle announcement. It was an announcement about a Philadelphia Eagle move, but not necessarily released by the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, The only moves the teams can be making at this time is the signing of guys who were released before the season ended last year, and they can be inked to a reserve futures deal which if you check the history of not only the Philadelphia Eagles, but all NFL teams, uh, star players very, very, very rarely come via a reserve futures deal. Uh, so it's kind of a lottery ticket situation. But they went out and signed themselves a running back, Johnny Mack. And if you're going to take one off another team, you might as well take one off a pretty good team, right?
5: Yeah, why not? Uh, You know, take a shot. As you mentioned, lottery ticket, former third-round pick uh, in 2022, so not that far long ago. uh, Ty Davis-Price, people might remember him from LSU. uh, Pretty high-level college uh, player. Um, Maybe got a little bit overdrafted, but it's one of those things. He's a big guy. He ran – I think a four, four, eight. So, you know how the NFL is, they get excited by that. So that pushes you up the board a little bit. Um, but I like it. I like when the Eagles do this, I think they pay more attention to it. Um, I talked about it before they, you know, they always like to say they went, they try to win outside the margins. And uh, I think this is another example of how they do it. Um uh, other teams like, yeah, this time of year, they're like, I'm not going to bother with that stuff. And you're right. I mean, I got a lot of people. These guys never turn into anything. Yeah, you're probably going to go over for 20, 0 for 21, 0 for 22, 0 for 20. And then you're going to break the slump and bang. And you got a player. And why not try? I, I, It's rarely I'm the the head glasses, half full guy. So this is, you know. I I don't understand why people get upset and say, because I got a bunch of this on social media. Well, these are nothing. These are, I I mean, all right, you're probably right, but I I don't know. I'd rather have a team that tries and says, you know what? This is, again, third-round pick. Think about 2022 draft. This kid was a third-round pick. Isaiah Pacheco was a seventh-round pick opportunity means so much in the NFL. I'm not saying if he was in Kansas city, I I think Pacheco deserves a lot of credit and all that kind of stuff uh, for developing. And he's a part of that, but you need an opportunity. And he was in San Francisco and guess what? Yeah. They got a pretty good back and there's not going to be much opportunity. So why not take a, a, a flyer and say, the Eagles have an opportunity because They don't have anybody coming back other than Kenny Gainwell uh, right now. Uh, DeAndre Swift is scheduled to be an unrestricted free agent. And, you know, so was Boston Scott. Um, um, Obviously, so was Rashad Penny. Um, They don't have anything coming back. So they need to rebuild this backfield. Maybe he gets an opportunity. Maybe shows something. More likely he doesn't if you're playing the odds. I'm not going to pretend that. But why not? And they did it twice, and they signed an offensive lineman yesterday as well, Darian Kennard, who was a a fifth-round pick in that same draft, uh, 2022. And, you know, and by the way, Ty Davis-Price got the highest futures contract this year, money-wise, which tells you the Eagles are going to give him a look. Same thing with Julian. By the way, he passed Julian Okwara, uh, who the Eagles signed last week, to a pretty high level futures deal that you rarely see. Um, I like it, Jody. I I don't see anything wrong with it. I think it's I think it's better to do this than to be other teams sitting on their hands right now. I, I that's how I see it.
4: Here's my take on it. Um, and you're right, you're usually more a half empty guy than a half full guy. So it's good to see you be half full. Jody Mac, good on you. Um, here's the reason why I'm pretty much half full too. What's the downside? Yeah, exactly. If you're just gonna sit there, oh these guys never make it. Oh, McMullen said, oh, for 22, you gotta wait 23 times before you. Hit one. Yeah, that those are probably the numbers. Here you're, you're probably what do you lose? You don't lose anything. Wow. The only one who takes a loss, and he seems perfectly okay with taking a loss, is gonna be Jeff Flory, because they're gonna have to give this guy if he's got the highest futures contract signed this offseason. There's some guaranteed money. There's some signing bonus money in there. And if he doesn't end up making the team, it's just a flushed cost. Jeff Laurie can handle it. He can write that check. It's like, oh, my God, we're going to have to start a GoFundMe page for Jeff because they made a couple of bad football decisions there. And we're going to talk today. We've got a couple of good guests coming up, Gil and uh, BLG. We're going to talk about the cap. we get Brandon Lee up here, free agency and like. Uh, we've gone over this umpteen times and we'll go over umpteen more for the next year, two years, however long we're doing this, about how the cap works and top 51. And you have to have so many players, so many positions that fit it under the cap, which is probably going to go up. I'll give you that figure in just a bit.
5: Um, none of these guys are ever going to get into the top 51. Well, what? that's scary uh, because I think, and I got I'll double check this when we hit the break, uh, but their their top top fifty one cutoff is going to be much lower than Oakwara and it's going to be, um, uh, by extension, much lower than Davis Price. So I think when they hit March thirteenth, yeah, those two guys are going to count. Uh, they're going to be in the fifty one. Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's, the, that's the kind of deal they they got. That's, okay. And March
4: thirteenth is a bit of a key deal because you got to be underneath it at the time, but. The most important date is September when the season starts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, so, well, then
5: you got to be under at fifty, you know, with your fifty-three man roster. But the off-season, it, yeah, it's called the top fifty-one rule. Um, only the top fifty-one contracts you have to be under. You have you can have up to ninety people uh, on the off-season roster. So you don't have to be under with all ninety people. You only have to be under with that top fifty-one. And those guys are going to count. Those guys are going to count, which tells you that they think these guys are worth a look, a real look, a real look. And because everybody's got future signings, people, everybody. And most just re-sign their guys. They had on the practice squad squad, and they're young guys and they might pick up a guy and this and that, but they're really training camp fodder. And as I said, most likely that's what happens here. But you know what? Always because Adam Thielen is a guy. Nick Sirianni brought him up. I got to cover him very early in his career. I mean, that guy was came from Minnesota State. He didn't get invited to the combine. He had to go to a regional combine. He had to go uh, to a rookie tryout camp. He made a rookie tryout camp. Then he had to go to training camp. He started on the practice squad. Then he slowly got better. Then he got on special teams and everybody, what is this guy? Then he runs better routes than anybody in football. And all of a sudden he's a pro bowler and Nick Sirianni brought it up. I asked him, you know, it, tra- rookie tryouts have, have the, you don't have as much time. And I said, how do you, how do you evaluate these people? And he, he went on this convoluted answer, but that's the answer at the end. He said, don't miss Adam Thielen. Don't miss Adam Thielen. I didn't bring up Adam Thielen. He did. He's like, just don't miss Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen's are out there. They are out there. The NFL misses. It's rare, but they miss. Right. And it's worth a shot. So you might as well take your swings.
4: Uh, if if this was something you could get odds on or bet on, yeah, I'd probably bet against But so what? It's like uh, you get a free bet. It's not going to cost you anything if they're going to give you a thousand to one odds. So you throw a couple bucks. Now, if you lose, it's a couple bucks. Doesn't really matter if you hit. Damn, you're going on vacation. That's that's the way the Eagles look at this. And yes, outside the margins is uh, where they like to take their shots. And I think this is a worthwhile shot. The only thing that hit me when uh, I realized who the player was and I'm sitting around watching TV, I forget what I'm doing. And John texted me uh, the tweet from his agency that says he signed the largest futures contract so far this off season, which also doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. Um, the first thing came to mind was, Oh, ex San Francisco back. Didn't
3: Trey they Sermon. just go That's down this
4: right. road with yeah. Trey Sermon? That's where <laughs> who also right. was a high draft pick, relatively high. third Round pick. Exact yeah. Same thing. They yeah. two pick. And you say, yeah, what happened with Trey Sermon? Well, the Eagles, were, and the thing I will forever remember about Trey Sermon is the fact that Nick Siriotti would just bring him up out of nowhere and say, yeah, but Trey Sermon, man, is he showing us some in practice? Ran is he running hard in practice? But it never quite actually Joe and and by the way, the Trey game.
5: Sermon is still in the NFL, still with Shane Steichen in Indianapolis. So it's not like he hasn't been an NFL player. But yeah, I, I get why people um, don't care, don't think about it, just a guy. But I, I, again, I just look at it from the standpoint of the 31 other teams. And and most of them, and I'm not going to say all, but again, the top two futures deals in, in the NFL are in Philadelphia. I like that. I'd like to, if if I'm a fan, I, I I want my team to uncover every rock. It, 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 and you do, and you get nothing. I grant you the odds if you're betting, yeah, bet the other way. But what does it hurt? As you point out, Jody, what does it hurt? It's I
4: like couple. trying. It's it's money's in the couch cushion of uh, Jeffrey Laurie. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to get crazed about it. Here's where you can actually, if you want me to go uh, devil's advocate and, and play the half-empty card here. Here's where it could actually have an effect on Eagles in a negative form. Um, come April, the Eagles are going to participate in the draft. Uh, I did see one spot yesterday. Do you ever use tankathon.com?
5: Yeah, usually during the season to yeah see where the trapped uh, uh, standings are. Right. In season. Yeah.
4: As do I, but I, I punched up yesterday. I don't even remember what reason for. And uh, they uh, give you the Eagles draft picks, and they're actually projecting, because it's still just a projection yeah. as to where the Eagles compensatory draft picks are going to be. It has not officially been announced yet. There is a very elongated at least for me, I'm not that bright, confusing mathematical theorem that they use to come up with exactly how the picks are given out and the like, and uh, five, six, seven different out, uh, outlets I've seen have projected the Eagles to get a third and uh, three fifths round draft pick, six story picks, six compensatory picks in the draft this year. They went so far as to even slot them in to their specific rounds, and where their other teams are going to be getting compensatory picks as well. And then there's more to the theorem that tells you where they're going to put it. Uh, so they actually came out with where the picks were. I'll give them to you in a second here. Um, but if we're on draft day, it's day three, not day one or day two. The Eagles have four picks in the first uh, two, three rounds. I don't think they're going to be using a pick in either of those two days or any of those four picks on a running back. But if you're sitting there in day three and there's a running back on the board and you go, do we really want to take a running back when we've already got Ty Davis? Yeah, maybe we'll take a pass and they pass on running back and they get another uh, backup offensive lineman, uh, uh, bring him along uh, offensive lineman prospect. And they pass on running back. And that guy turns out to be uh, Adam Thielen. And he's an eventual Pro Bowl. And like, when that happens, you can actually go, yeah, you know, that's on Howie. They decided that they didn't need to draft a running back because they uh, signed this guy to a future deal. Now, this is like nine steps have to happen for this to come back and bite the Eagles in the butt. It could happen. That's about it. I'd say the odds are as good as that is there are that uh Davis becomes a player just on his own merits. Um, you do have to play that what if card. I think that's fair <clears throat> from an Eagle fan perspective, is it not?
5: Um it, it, yes and no. I mean, there's the the evaluation aspect, these two guys are very young. Twenty twenty two draft picks uh that they signed yesterday. So, I think Davis Price is 23. I think Kennard is 24. So, they're very young. Kennard, specifically, I remember, and I just texted um, somebody I talked to at the Eagles, and I remember his name coming up in the 2022 draft. About um, He had told me Stoutland liked him, he wouldn't mind working with him. Now, we're talking day three pick, not, you know, he's ended up being, a, I think, a fifth round pick, is what I. So, the Eagles were probably looking at him as sixth, seventh round as a developmental type. And then, you know, something happens and you got an opportunity to bring him in. Stoutland remembers and they bring him in. I don't, again, I don't think that's a bad thing. When it comes to evaluation, th- that stuff comes to evaluation. If they think Davis Price, who's 23, who's 219, who runs a 448, is more gifted than a sixth, seventh round potential pick, yeah, it might affect their thinking, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, And that's why I say opportunity matters because, and and I use Pacheco as the best recent example of this. If he gets drafted by San Francisco in the third round, he's not Isaiah Pacheco. He's not, because he's not getting an opportunity. Might be the same player behind the scenes what, what we never know about it. So, uh, so much of it is opportunity now, because of the way the Eagles build their roster, they're not going to pay somebody like Christian McCaffrey, although they would have drafted him back in the day. Um, But in general, they're not no matter what fans talk about and they're going to talk about it and we're going to talk about it and everybody's going, oh, go get Derrick Henry, go get Saquon Barkley, go get Josh Jacobs. I just got odds for Josh Jacobs yesterday in my email box. Guess who's number two, Jody? The Philadelphia Eagles. Well, I'm telling you, they're not getting Josh Jacobs. So they're not wavered about how they build their roster, and they're going to build their roster the way they build their roster. If you ask me who's going to be the Eagles' lead back next year, I still say TBD to be determined. It's probably going to be a draft pick. Um You know, it might be a veteran guy. I brought up AJ Dillon a while back. It may be, they may sign somebody lower rung who's going to get a more serviceable deal, shall we say? Um, That's not out of the equation. And that's why I put TBD, could be a free agent. Um, But he's probably not here yet. I I don't think this changes. I don't. I don't think this changes. That is. Let me hold your feet to the
4: fire. Uh, If the Eagles' number one back, who's ever going to get the most carries, and yeah, they even have a way of doing that. And if you think they're going to stick to a game where which Aaron Cap carries and uh, not just having a a lead back who gets sixty five percent of the carries over the course of a year, uh, and he's yet to arrive here, and you said most likely. I don't want to misquote you here. Most likely a draft pick.
5: Most likely. Okay.
4: Uh, here are the draft picks. Now, this, again, is the projection on the um, compensatory picks they're going to get. These are not locked in. It hasn't been officially announced by the league, but this is just someone doing the math for the theorem that they use to give out these compensatory picks. Eagles have the 22nd pick. For, that's the first round. Two in the uh, second round, 50th and fifty three. A compensatory pick for Jayvon Harper going to San Francisco at 97. So the compensatory picks are always at the end of the round. So that'd be the 97th pick overall. Then don't have a pick until the fifth round. So they got a uh, after the third compensatory. Then not another one until the fifth round. It's a pick that they got in a deal with Tampa Bay um then they've got two more compensatory picks or three more compensatory picks in the fifth round 171 171 178 the Tampa bay pick is 160. so 22 50 53 97 160 170 71. we will put the other two later than that even aside or if maybe i shouldn't uh 178 at 189. I know this is completely unfair, but come on, Johnny Mac, you're a football genius. Where is that running back going to be grabbed? Which it of starts, those,
5: it, it, which of those
4: eight picks is going to be used on a running back?
5: It starts with the Eagles. It starts in the second round. If they if, if they about they'll take a running back in the second round. They already have. I mean, Miles Sanders, and it was successful, even though people can say what they want. So they're not going to take a running back in the first round. But from that point forward, if if, if they think you know. If, if the valuation meets the spot they'll take a running back and they'll take a running back with that third round pick and they got plenty of opportunity to uh move around you can now trade compensatory picks back in the day you couldn't trade him how he can go up the board he'll give up a 2026 you know pick and some people bite. that's how we got DeAndre Swift he might trade for a back we I, I should have mentioned the trade market as well a younger back he's got plenty of ammunition this year to, to, to even if he wants to just go in the draft and again, unlikely, but what you have in Philadelphia is what you had in Kansas city with Pacheco opportunity. There's going to be an opportunity here. So it might be a fifth round pick. Uh, And, and, and you could say, well, that's unlikely. Yeah, it is unlikely, but, Pacheco was a seventh-round pick, and how many Super Bowl rings does he have? And he was a contributor. It's not like he's on 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 the back and just skating through. And he's got a uh, a a couple rings because he's not meaningful. He was pretty meaning. Eagles fans remember him. He was pretty meaningful then. Um, yeah, I I I don't even worry about it. They got plenty of ammunition in the draft this year. if if, now the problem is the draft is not loaded with what we think of as top tier you know last year it was Bijan. there's no bijon robinson in this draft which doesn't matter anyway because the eagles aren't taking them running back in the first round so you, you you have to evaluate correctly and whether it's I don't know the kid uh, from Michigan, Blake Corum, Trey Benson's a a, a, a pretty good prospect. There's Bucky Irving, uh, the, the big kid from Notre Dame. I forget his name. Um, there's a bunch of uh, sort of mid, third, fourth, fifth round picks that you'll be able, and one of the, because of the position too a talented kid will get pushed down the board versus, you know, certain positions get pushed up the board. Um, and running back's not one of them.
4: Here's – I think you need to be careful how often you drop the Pacheco name because Howie may be listening, and I think that would uh, motivate him to wait till the seventh round to make a pick. Up. Oh, I can get Isaiah. If they no can get Isaiah long. Pacheco in the seventh no round. Long. I can get Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round. Uh, so be be careful. Oh, no, no,
5: back. well, because the Chiefs didn't take Isaiah Pacheco to be the starting running back. He just got an opportunity because of injury, and he got an opportunity, and he got a chance to play, and he played well, and they couldn't take well, him off. The see, field. that's what
4: the Eagles going to say. We're going to take guy in the seventh round, and all we got is Ty Davis and Kenny Gamewell. So we're going to give that 90, got, that, if that you seventh got time, if, an opportunity. If, so we won't take a running well, back. I, I, I am one, two, six. We'll wait to the seventh because all you need is an opportunity.
5: I all all I, if if that's what you took out of that, I apologize because I said it starts in the second round. I just brought up Pacheco as an example of a talented kid who got an opportunity. That's it. Kansas City didn't plan on him being the starting running back. Nobody's going to take his kid in the seventh round. Howie Roseman isn't going to go. Oh, I'm going to take it. I'm going to wait to the seventh round to take my starting running back for 2024. If that's what you got out of what I was saying, I apologize because that's no, not just, what I was saying. Yeah, that's
4: just my take. But what I will go on the record is if the Eagles don't move, because you're right, there's always the possibility of trades, and Howie loves to wheel and deal and play Money Hall on draft day. So if you're going by track record, Howie is an aggressive trader on draft day. The Eagles, as of right now, and this, again, just projection, are projected to pick 22, 50, 53, and 97, and then not again until 160. They will not be taking a running back with those three draft picks. They will not take a running back in the first 100 picks in the draft. They are at 97 as their fourth pick as of right now. I do not believe the Florida Eagles will take a running back in the first 50. I Miles Sanders, the wager. 53. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, this year, this team this group, I don't think, they're, uh, with this quarterback who doesn't seem to like to throw the football to running backs out of the field. Now, I know we got a brand new offensive quarter and a lot of things may change, but if you're looking at track records, track records say Jalen doesn't use the running back out of the backfield very much, which kind of cuts into the value of the running back overall. I'll carry whatever action you want, but the Eagles don't take a running back in uh, the first 100 picks in the draft. How he can move up, he can move down, he can do whatever he wants. The Eagles won't take a running back in the first 100 picks. I feel pretty damn confident about that. We're going to have to wait till April to find out, but that's my take on the running backs for the Eagles this offseason. All right, we get the take of our buddy from down the shore. We're headed down to at uh, 97.3 ESPN, The Bash. It is Mike Gill. He's up next here on Birds 365.
6: Go to get your game on.
3: Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story
2: on Action News. Search
3: 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
2: E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles.
4: You got Mega Mac here with you on Birds 365. Appreciate you streaming in. Hit the like button. It's not going to kill you to hit the like button as long as you're tuned in. And you got the Providence kid, Mike Gill, on your streaming screen night. Now, of course you have to hit the like button. When was the last time you were in Providence, Mike Gill?
0: Uh, probably t- two summers ago. 20, uh, 2021, I was in Boston, uh, Providence, Boston, Newport. I did the whole little New England uh, waltz down there. I like Providence. It's a nice town. Very... uh. Very underrated.
4: And did they? Uh, when I was watching a college basketball the other day. They got a new sponsor for the Providence Arena. Oh, yeah. Because forever, it's, wasn't it the dunk? Dunkin' Donuts was a sponsor. And I uh, introduced the game from the. Whatever arena, and I oh, well, it's not Providence. Well, been, like, for years
5: it was the Providence Civic Center before they wow, had the yeah. name and everything. And then it was the Dunkin' yeah, Donuts Center. That's
4: the Dark Ages, John. Yeah, yeah. Now but it's I'm a corporate sponsor. Well, sad, sadly,
5: arenas. sadly, because I'm a wrestling fan, I used to know every uh, arena in yeah. the country. Um, but uh, then they started changing all the names, and I couldn't keep up. I I just, now it's like the uh, um, uh, some kind of insurance company. Um, well, um, like um, mutual, I, I think.
0: I was thinking about this the other day, actually, because my girlfriend is like from up by Syracuse, and it's not called the Carrier. Dome. It's not called the Carrier Dome anymore. They changed the name of that. It's some other like sponsor. Heinz Field is whatever that is. Oh yeah, that's
5: another. If you're yeah. the
0: sponsor after the longtime sponsor, are you really getting your bang for the buck?
5: No, you're not. That's a good point, Mike, because everybody calls Heinz Field, Heinz Field. Yeah, Field. Carrier
0: Dome is always the ca- – I don't think people even understand that Carrier is an air conditioning company. Yeah. It's just the name of the dome in Syracuse, no longer.
5: Now, here's how sick I am. I could tell you, and, and again, not the new name, the old name, of the indoor arena in Syracuse it used to be the Onondaga War Memorial. There you go. There you go. That's some, I called knowledge.
0: a game from there, John McMullen. <laughs> I've called a game from there before back in my college days when I was doing play-by-play um, I called a game there. You know, you talk about these names of stadiums like the Omni in Atlanta and the, yeah, and like, the Omni. You got to go back to getting the corporate sponsors out and just naming them. Yeah, something.
5: It was and I, Yeah, the one that will never change. I think you should never say never. But the one that will never change is Madison Square Garden. I, I don't think they'll ever. Yeah, they've
4: never sold it. And they've had the yeah. chance to sell the naming yeah. rights. And they never did. So I think you're right about that, John. And I'm sorry. The, the greatest of all time was right here in Philadelphia. When the title sponsor for the basketball slash hockey arena was yeah. the first union center, yeah. AKA the, F-U, the F-U, center. FU center. Doesn't get any yeah. better than that. I'm sorry. That's the best of all time just because i'm a jerk all right uh mike glad you're a providence guy with us today there are any draftable players coming out of providence this year we can talk about with you yeah, i'm no, not right even right. sure providence has a football yeah, team i don't think the team. They have well, that's why yeah no. the, the joe the attempt to humor i was a hockey
0: throw. guy i got a hockey guy on my shirt here see that there Hello. we go
5: <laughs> yeah new england that's that that's hockey central man providence is a cool town though i agree with mike it's uh you're going to Boston, stay in Providence, it's better. And that's hopefully,
4: you pick. go into a Patriot game because it's yeah. a quicker commute. Closer, to Providence yeah. than it that's what from, I meant. If you're going Boston, to a Patriot yes, game, yeah, uh, which uh, Eagle fans don't have to worry about, they're not playing in New England this year, they played in New England last year. So now, yeah, that, that's a couple years you got to wait to take your uh, Providence trip. All right, um. Have you ever had Craig Carton on your show as a guest? Oh boy!
5: Oh I boy!
0: Do. Uh, it's funny you say it. I have not, but I interned at WIP. I was your intern, Jody, um, your time, and yes. Craig was on at that time at during the night. And uh, when the whole Lindros thing, ha- I never met the guy. I don't know, him, but he did work in my company uh, for a while. He when we were owned by a different. Uh, Company, he was at New Jersey 1015, which is owned the parent company of where I work. I don't know him, but it's funny because I'm this morning was watching um, a YouTube video in preparation for coming on this YouTube show, and they were talking about this Craig Carton comment uh, here. So I am up to date and versed on it because I don't think it got a lot of attention.
4: Uh, you kid, because uh, yeah, yeah, thank you very much. I do know Craig, you're right. Um, that You were there as an intern I was hosting uh, during the midday and Craig was on at night. And I will say this, and a lot of people probably don't know this, Craig was a really good, I'm not just talking about got the job done, a really good, hardworking Eagle Beat guy. Really? I Way didn't... back when he was the Elliot Shore Parks of WIP. It was his job. He went on the road with the Eagles and had a good relationship with some Eagle people and would break Eagle stories. Yeah. Way back when, Craig Carton was a pretty damn good Eagle beat reporter when he was at WIP. I did
5: not know that. That's knowledge to me.
4: What outlet? Was he for the the radio station? Oh, WIP. He was the Eagles' WIP reporter, like Elliott Shaw Parks is now. He was Elliot Shore Parks before there was an Elliot Shore Parks. And just my personal opinion, he's pretty damn good at it. He got uh, good information and and had good sources and every once in a while broke a story while doing so. And then he became a throw the stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Funny. Well, we
5: were talking about that yesterday with certain guys. Skip Bayless, it's hard for people to believe, was a well-respected reporter uh for many many years before he changed industries yeah and there's a lot of guys there's a local guy that I shall not name but uh it, it, it's yeah it's he's not a well respected reporter now that was some nonsense yesterday i'll say it out loud um mike when you hear stuff like that it's like you know crap or get off the pot if you got something say it um but then everybody would you know, dismiss it. And I I saw Adam Schefter was already on nothing to it. That's what I was told. Nothing to it. They don't know what the hell he's talking about. Um, I don't know. Why do people do this?
0: Well, isn't this the time of the year, especially when something goes as bad as the Eagles did where nobody can identify a primary reason for such a epic collapse that everyone's like, something will come out, something will come out. Well, there is either what Jody's saying, the attempt to throw something at the wall and say, this is what's coming out, or as the other side is now saying, nothing to it. Is there something in the middle, or is it just a case of- well, it, you know, it, I'm, I'll it, give him it, that. I'm, I'm he sure can't.
5: he heard some gossip somewhere from somebody um, who's just, making crap up or what right
0: well that's the thing is this time of the year oh something will come out something will come out well are we discounting this coming out as this is just an attempt at trying to throw something at the wall or do we take it with a grain of salt or do we say you know what that makes more sense than anything else i've heard
5: Well, I would recommend taking it with a grain of salt. I I can't force people to to take things. But again, you know, the way he did it was like, and I don't know, I I only watched it once because I rolled my eyes. Jody, you probably have a better take. You can explain it better than me Uh, is the actual wording. Uh, he knows something, but he's not going to say it. Well, why uh, the hell aren't you saying it? That's
4: just flat out ridiculous here. Here's the for me, because you said it was a uh, problem that would splinter men. Well, we didn't think the Eagles had any women in the locker room, so that was pretty redundant that it would splinter men. And it' a problem that cannot be fixed. So now he's interjecting himself into how big a problem it is. And that's a pretty, you, you got to have serious details to be able to say it's a problem that can't be fixed, which is, I think, Craig taking liberties. And he said it was a high profile Philadelphia Eagle who may not be here going into the season. So he gave you a lot of details. But he left out the all-important deed. That's a puzzle with the biggest piece in the middle not being there. And, oh, by the way, I'm not going to give you that piece of the puzzle. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, it's uh, probably just throwing stuff at the well, wall. Well, you
5: know, the, the people that I saw, the aggregators who wrote about this after the fact, they all used the same picture. Um, uh, not the same picture, literally, but the same picture of two people. Um, and I think that was the hope of Craig Carton. I can't prove it. I don't know the guy. Um, yeah, you know, and the two people were Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown.
4: That's as high profile as it gets.
5: <laughs> um, you know, I, I I think it was done with purpose. I think it landed. I think everybody who did write about it in an aggregate type of way, again, used the same picture and went the same direction. So he accomplished his goal of getting noticed. Very similar to Chris Sims, much lesser. He's Jalen Hurst's most overrated player in football. I think these guys do this purposefully. Um, and it works.
0: So, Well, if you're talking about high-profile players, you don't really have any on the Eagles other than those two. I mean, Jason Kelsey, I guess, would be somewhat high-profile. Um, but other than that, who else on
4: this roster is a high-profile player other than A.J. Brown and, and Jalen Hurts? I'll give you one, and it would, again, be a stretch, just as all of this seems to be a stretch. Maybe he, his source said, yeah, the Eagles are going to trade Hassan Reddick. Uh, his outrageous salary de- demands, there's no way they're being met. They've put it out there and spun it for a specific way that made it sound like Hassan wanted to be traded, that they're moving on from Hassan Reddick. I would call him a high enough profile guy. Now, again, that's just making stuff up. I'm readily admitting I'm making stuff up here, folks, Eagle fans. I'm not stating this. I'm not saying this. I'm just coming up with a theory. Uh, I'd call Hassan Reddick a high enough profile player that if he needed to be elsewhere for whatever reasons, then that could fill the uh, void that uh, Craig was uh, just, I think, making stuff up and pointing at.
0: Yeah, and he plays on the defensive side of the ball. And I guess you could say, yeah, the defense did fall apart. But, I I, I mean, it felt like he was insinuating why the offense was a mess, Is these two guys couldn't Well, play. I think
5: that's the beauty of it. You can go in any direction. Yeah. I mean, right. how he's. Oh, yeah.
0: But, like, Hassan Redick, if, if, okay, let's hypothetically say it was Redick beefing with somebody. Okay, a high-profile player on defense. Who else would he, I mean, okay, Fletcher Cox, he might not even be here anyway, Uh, but Brandon Graham, is he a high-profile player? Maybe here, probably not league-wide anymore, if he ever was. I mean, really, on the defense, it would be tough to say two guys had some sort of internal rift that caused the defense to completely fall apart. Offensively, you would say... All right, what happened to this team late in the season? You had a receiver who had a streak of games of 125 yards, seven straight games. Not that he fell off the map, but he wasn't getting 125 yards anywhere near that first stretch there. Um, so I, I would imagine, again, that he was going for it's Brown and Hertz, who had this pre-relationship, which I still find to be very odd, like, who knew that these two guys even knew each other? And then they were best friends. I guess they went on a recruiting trip one time. But I was in college, and I went on a recruiting trip. And I don't remember the guy's name who walked me around the campus. And yet, somehow, A.J.
4: Brown. Yeah, but and we're, were, we're, we're a couple more years removed from that, Mike. Come yeah, on. we're a couple. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there were just a couple of years ago for A.J. And, uh, and they were, were
5: high-profile college that players. That would and be they decades great, with an S, plural, Mike. <laughs> well, you gotta, I mean. got to be honest I, here, big But guy.
0: I. When I went to a visit, I didn't remember that guy's name. Probably the next week, yeah. I was like, "All right, whatever, I I,
5: I, yeah, I, I don't remember anybody's name." Right? So, yeah. So I,
0: I always felt that this relationship was like, how did these guys become best friends all of a sudden? Like they trade for AJ Brown. Oh, he's got his best friend on the team. It's like, how did they even know each other? Well, I you?
5: got, I, I think the best friends part was overblown. I think you know they were close, well, you, uh, you know, but it, yeah. Whatever. I, I I got somebody, uh, a journalist friend of mine, who's got like 353 best friends. I always laugh at him. I go, how, how could you have so many best friends? Don't, <laughs> you know, best friend, best means best. Um, so but I, guess people I definitely
0: think that Craig is going for that. It's that these two guys had an issue and it will come well, out. Here's I don't, want, a, to the guy, I I don't think- want to be the guy that tells you what happened, but I'm just telling you before it comes out.
5: I think there's two layers to this. I, I think there's two layers to this. He accomplished the first layer to get everybody pointing at his and AJ. He accomplished that. And then the second layer where he can point to, see, I told you so. If Howie Roseman trades AJ Brown or Hassan Reddick, as Jody brought up, see, and he'll do more intimation, won't say what happened, but will do more intimation. When he's trading for football reasons. If he trades either of those guys, it'll be for contract reasons. In AJ's case, because they have to pay Devante in Asan's case because he wants Miles Garrett like money, or that's the uh perception. Um, and and then you could do the layer thing and say, Oh, I can toggle both directs. It's kind of brilliant, it's kind of it's still bullshit.
0: So you're saying <laughs> A couple of years ago, they tried to trade for Calvin Ridley. So you're saying if they sign Calvin Ridley in free agency before the draft, that that should be a sign of, you're not getting three, this third wide receiver who's going to be a great player. This is the precursor to them trying to trade A.J. Brown.
5: Well, I think uh, and and I'm I'm, I'm going to create issues. I don't think they're going to saying, create. That's issues. the
0: interesting part about football, where free agency comes before the draft. Yeah, and you have to kind of make those moves yeah. before you get into the time where you can. Yeah, I've always issues.
5: advocated the draft should be before free agency because you should be able to draft players and then you when you can look at it and say, oh, we didn't get this, we didn't get that. Then you can go get it in free agency. They do kind of do it backwards, but. Um, yeah, they just make a lot of money. So it's always, that's the whole trick of football, you know? All right. We got to move this. We got to move this to pay Devonte. We got to do this. We got to, uh, we can't afford to pay Hassan this, but we can pay him this. And then if you do make a move, a high profile move, people don't think about that. They say, oh, what's the reason other than Strictly salary cap, financial things like that. That's that's the only reason I was bringing up uh, a potential trade of AJ Brown. And then the part there, there are some, um, you know, with AJ personally, um, again, there's some social media stuff and he takes that too intently. And he's had some, which he's honest about, he's had, had some issues and, um, should probably stay away from it but he seems to not he seems to always come back and so he's got some mental health things that similar to Lane Johnson that he's been dealing with over the years so you know that that factors into it as well all these things are are the real things and then you could say oh they they the relationship blew up which i don't think is the case
4: let here. me let me play a craig carton like role here and again this is me just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks by asking you two guys a question. Let's say there's something to this and we're talking about, we're not given any specifics and we don't know there are specific specifics to be given that there might be a division between Jalen Hurts and, and AJ Brown. If that's the case and, and Howie Roseman at least believes there's enough smoke there that there could be fire. So he looks at it. He asks around, calls around, finds league, seems, Wow, yeah, the trademark of Roger Brown. Actually, I justify in my own mind trading our best overall football player because the offer is that good. And he calls Jalen Hurts into his office and says, "Listen, I got a chance to make a very—you got to take my word for it here. This is what I do. I'm Howie Roseman, Executive of the Year. Blah blah blah. Believe me when I tell you that this is a potential deal that will. uh, This is not a fire sale thing or anything else. Eagles." can very much get better for it. But you tell me, do you want A.J. Brown on the team or would you rather see A.J. Brown elsewhere? What do you think Jalen would say? Well, if any of this is true, he might
0: say, I think it's time to move on. And if it's not true, he would say, that's a crazy question.
5: I... (laughs) Succinct. Right? I mean, and I like it. Yes.
0: if you asked him and this none of this was if this was all nonsense, he would say that's preposterous. But if there's any truth to it, he might say, you know what? I think we might be better off without him. Let's spend money in another area. You know, he's making so much money. We can spread that out. And I think Devonta Smith is ready to be the number one wide receiver if any credence to, to, to these comments.
4: But here's where you have to factor in Jalen, as we all acknowledge it's an unknowing uh, situation right now. Would Jalen even go there? Jalen doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's as opinionated and wants to be involved in these things. I think Jalen wants to be Mr. Narrow Focus, sitting on the bench, staring directly ahead rather than talking to his teammates. Do you think he'd even want to say? if how he called him into the office do you think his response would be mr roseman that's not my gig that's your gig uh, i'm not gonna uh, john do you
0: think that behind closed doors that Jalen is more vocal i mean you know for years andy reed was this stoic guy and we thought he had zero personality now he's flipping burgers in commercials i mean he's obviously got some personality behind closed doors but does Jalen? Have more of a voice behind. I think he's. I think he's got league. more of a
5: voice with the players. Um, and with his teammates, he's got more of a voice. Um, I. I don't think he's got more of a voice with. Yeah, like to Jody's point, I don't think he's going into Howie's office and saying, "Oh, you got to get AJ Brown out of here." I. I think it's the exact opposite. I. I think it's. That's this is the best football player on the Eagles, AJ Brown. Number one, number one, just pure football players. Um, I think Jalen Hurts, is Jalen Hurts is smart enough. Even if they had a, a schism in their relationship, what it would, you know, barring some of the nonsense, I I, I hate to even bring this up, but it, even if he, they they had a typical fight between friends, nothing earth shattering. That What what was the description, Jody? That would shatter men? Nothing splinter, like men. splinter men. Splinter men. That's splinter how bad men. it was. Just, just natural. All right, I think this guy's an a-hole now. I don't want to deal with him, uh, blah, 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 on a personal level. Um, I think he'd still be smart enough to know, guess what? I'm coming off a down season. If I don't have A.J. Brown, I'm probably going to have another down season. And all of a sudden, his career is spiraling. I think he's smart enough to understand that. From a, you don't got to be friends with everybody in the line. I think that's a misconception. There's, you know, when you boil it down, everybody says fifty-three. It's not even fifty-three. You got sixteen-man yeah, you know practice what You got injured reserve. Not everybody. I agree gets with
0: along. you on the surface of you know, not everybody likes everybody. Not everybody gets along. Totally understand that aspect of it. But I do think it's odd if you have this relationship that was viewed as like up here, like the reason why this team was so good, and then two years down the road, eh, the one guy kind of went off on his own way and you went over here, you would think that would have some fracturing of the synergy of why that team is what it is. Like if these two guys every day came in the locker room, yo, HA, great practice today, blah, blah, I'm not saying they were that demonstrative about it, but had that relate, And then all of a sudden it was like, Yep. You would think that there is something where the guys would have been like, man, what is up with these two? I
5: I did it, you know, and I rarely, somebody commented, Kevin Sabard, good comment. He said, John and Jody, you two fight at least once a day. But you
0: started the show fighting.
5: Yeah, which we do. And I I don't know, Jody might think I'm an asshole, but the minute I, I, I like Jody, the minute I leave the airwaves here, I have no ill will to, to, to Jody.
0: Right. Well, like um, in our business, John and I used to do a, a show one day a week together for four hours. And man, when the Sixers process was going on, oh, he yeah. probably said people that Mike thought- Gill was an asshole and an idiot. No, and I, would I say, didn't know. I right, didn't. exactly. But yeah. if people were listening, they might think that we just totally didn't respect each other's opinions at all. But the, the show started at that level. It yeah. didn't build to that level. We went in with the understanding <laughs> that we just don't agree. Yeah. but I respect your thoughts. Yeah That's I think we're
5: live at Harris. I thought people thought we were gonna bite the one time and I'm like, no, we're not gonna bite. Yeah. We just disagree on a sports but, topic.
0: But the difference is Brown and Hertz's relationship didn't start with disagreements. It's gotten to disagreements. In if the it beginning asked. it started it, it, with I it, respect it, it, your it, it, opinion, it, 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 you respect it, it, my opinion, and yeah, now it's built up to this potentially all hearsay, but
5: right. yeah, and I, I don't even believe I, I think it's exactly what the commenter said. Did yeah. you say friends, John friends, earlier friends that Adam? You as well.
0: Did you say that Adam Schefter
5: commented on this? Yeah, Adam was on uh John Kincaid's show. Um, OK,
0: I did not I did not and, hear uh, I guess they asked him and he had a comment on it.
5: Yeah. And he said it
0: reached that level comment. of uh, conversation, which I'm sure the Eagles are not thrilled with.
4: Right. But good on Craig Carton, because if he's got Adam Schefter commenting on his comments on a show, I will say, yes, I will say this he wanted show. to achieve. I have seen the Craig Carton video.
0: But it's only this canned off the television from Kevin Kincaid. Is there any better audio quality of the actual audio, or did nobody else watch this
4: show? I don't know. Um, that yeah, show, I don't
5: even know what he's on. Is, I don't even know what the show he's is. He's on, never, he's, on,
4: he's, on, he's on Fox every single yeah, morning. On the Fox, FS1. He's on yeah, FS1. No.
5: It's FS1. Early, no. I've
0: never actually no. seen the show. I have seen social media clips. Um, but the video that. I, I think Kevin Kincaid from Crossing Broad, somebody sent it to him and they like recorded it off their television. So it's like this very distant sounding. Now you can make the audio out if you're like intently listening, but like if you were using it for radio to say, Hey, here's what he said. It wouldn't go out over the air. Very good. I don't know if anybody else actually saw yeah, it. I before.
5: saw it from Kevin. I, that that's where I saw it as well. So. I okay. didn't go looking for it. I'm though. pretty
4: sure FS1 is on demand, so if you missed it, you weren't watching at that moment. You yep. probably go back and get it, and probably get a pretty good audio copy if that's what you're worried about. Um, all right, we've given Craig. Carton so a here's
5: a, yeah, well, just real quick, I'll tell. Here's what Adam said. I texted someone in the organization yesterday, which so did I, and the text I got back was none of that ass shit. I can say shit. None of that shit happened. Um, I got a similar. Um,
4: See, now hold um, on. Now you can make me take up Carton's side. None of that shit happened. What shit? How well, do you know? True. How do you that's know? True. Carton didn't say. He didn't tell no. you what he's referring no. to. So how can you deny something that someone said nothing well, about? Well,
0: we I, all have plausible evidence of what we think. You, like my splintered, question, Splintered,
5: Splintered, uh, something that Splintered men. Yeah. Something that I use the term. Right. My question at first know.
0: was: I know Jalen Hurts. He's not married. But he does have a significant other, right? Yeah. Is A.J. Brown married. Yes. Okay. So that would be a splintering, I guess. If you're trying to find something that would splinter men, yeah, got I don't know. One even guy want in a relationship, that. another guy AJ. in a relationship. Not that which, you know, but Jody, you're saying we don't even know what happened. That's right. what he's well, How doing, can you say
4: it didn't happen when doing. you don't know what they're talking about? I agree yeah, with you there.
5: Uh, just because of the nature of the two people, I'm uh, Closer to AJ than Jalen because Jalen doesn't get close to anybody. AJ is a good guy, he's got two young kids. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going down that route. He loves his kids, he, you know. I,
0: yeah, I, oh, listen, but I, I, my point is what Jody's saying to what Jody's saying is that is where um
4: Craig is trying to take your mind is to think that yes, yes. and yes,
5: exactly. And but that's and it works. Mind
4: and stating something are two different things. Yeah. So how can you deny something of something that hasn't actually been stated? All right. No, we gave Craig plenty of time. And again, let me say this, Craig. and number one, he's a friend, and number two, he was a really pretty good Eagle beat writer back in the day. Long time mm-hmm. removed. We're talking more than twenty years ago.
5: Well, if you still got that uh, text, you, you should try to get him on the show, Jody. If you got uh, Craig's number. Uh, but he's on in the he's morning. He's
4: kind of on the air when we're on the air, yeah. so we won't yeah. be getting. I right think he gets it? off right when you get on.
0: I think isn't the show or is it eight to ten? I think it's six to eight, isn't it? I don't know. I don't it's know. one of the reasons why he left the 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 radio was because the show. No, I, was think it,
4: I, I think it goes, it goes to at least nine o'clock. I know that, but it might go yeah. to 10. I think Bayless comes on immediately thereafter. And I think Oof, Craig
5: and skip back to back, back Oof. to back.
4: That's exactly Oof. what FS one has on every day. All right. Uh, and another debate. Yeah. John and I almost came to blows on this one. Um, the All Eagles right. in their running back position, they signed a futures running back yesterday. Again, here's where John and I agreed. What's the downside? It's a good signing because there's no real downside to it. But I try to play devil's advocate and say, here's the downside. If they really like this kid without having seen him play, you're not going to get a chance to look at him. You're judging by what he did in the preseason with the 49ers last year. If they put too much valuation into that, maybe it affects the other running back moves they can make. And I do have a little bit of a fear that that could be the case. Eagles have four picks in the oh, first two days that. of the NFL draft number 22 50 53 and 97 give me the percentage chance that they will use one of those picks either actually take them and or trade them in a deal to get a running back with a trade whatever they will use one of those four picks between 22 and 97 on a running back give me the percentage chance that the Eagles go there zero.
5: Zero. Mike's yeah. going to zero. That would um, be
4: Mike Gill and Jody McDonald in agreement. Yeah, but
5: I'm only...
0: I will say, they, 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 they got um, Trey Sermon from the Niners. He was a third-round pick. They picked him up and loved him. They talked about him in the offseason and then didn't do anything with him. I would imagine somebody scouted this guy coming out of the draft, said, hey, we had some interesting thoughts about him. Let's just sign him to a futures deal. We might like him running back. And John, I heard you talking about this before I came on, which, you know, you're getting Pacheco in the seventh round. He's one of the 10 best running backs in the whole freaking league. I mean, these teams have got to be devaluing any capital in that position even more than they used to. We're talking about last year. None of these guys are getting paid. You got Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler. And they all have various problems in terms of age or injury, but that's some pretty high profile guys. And I'm very money. interested to see what kind of payment those guys end up getting yeah. in free agency here because these teams are saying I don't need a second round pick, a third round pick. I can take a guy in the fifth round and just shuffle him out there. And if he doesn't work, I got like a sixth rounder. I'll try him. I don't think I think you're seeing these teams devalue that position even more than they used to.
5: Yeah, I agree with that. And, and my only point is and I agree. I'm not gonna go zero. I think in those first uh day two picks, um first three rounds, the premium picks, as Jody pointed out, I'd probably go fifteen percent, very low percentage. Very low. Where are they getting to Is D
0: a third round pick?
5: Um Miles Sanders, you, you gotta go Miles Sanders, uh, who was fifty third overall. If, if the evaluation meets the spot and they like a player, they'll take them. The odds of that are, are, are pretty low. And I'm not, I'm not going to say Jody's going zero, you're going zero. proven they'll take yeah. it. I, I... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early
0: so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call
5: clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I would say it's low, but it has nothing to do with Ty Davis price. I mean nothing. Zero. Uh, absolutely zero. Yeah. It's I just would about
0: be, I would be more inclined to think, you know, I that's zero. More- Like Eckler, if Eckler has no bites anywhere and they can get him at the the one year for not even four million, that's too much for a running back, I think. But like a Pollard or an Eckler who both played for Moore, I would imagine those two names are probably going to be connected in some way. And if they can get him for the the one year, prove it. Well, I get
5: the Eckler stuff from the standpoint that Kellen Moore was out there, but I I think that's a bad sign because he looked a little bit washed last year. He, he looked, and I think it's pretty clear he is a descending player. He's touched the football lots. He's not quite 30. I think he's 28, 29, somewhere in that range. But he didn't look like the same guy um, I agree. physically. Um, and same and- with
0: Pollard, another guy who he had was really good in Dallas. I don't think he used him enough in Dallas. And then he got hurt and didn't look like the same guy last year. Yeah, but the, but the, Cow- the, Cowboys, are-
4: the Cowboys are going to keep Pollard. I've seen people actually suggest Pollard could get a franchise tag, which I, I think that's oh. a little too far. Yeah. But the Cowboys are going to offer him. Uh, you just said three or four is too much. Cowboys are going to pay him eight or nine, whatever they need to. I'm just saying them. if those He's guys are lingering.
0: Here. Yeah. I'm just saying if those guys are lingering out there and nobody signed them, I think you could see how he start to do what he did in, in 2017. And, and, and to some extent uh, two years ago, where he just gave these one year prove it deals. To oh Guy. yeah. Yeah.
5: And if they're sound, still
0: available man. and they were like, you know what? We much like Swift last year, they went out and got Penny. And then Swift on draft day became available, and so they went you know, and got him. But you, know, I think, you, know, I
4: think, you know, I think Howie would give a one-year prove-it deal that doesn't really make a lot of sense because Eagles already have guys. Yeah, Chris Jones, if he's available on a one-year prove-it deal, I think Howie would jump right in there. Come on. I'm telling you, there isn't a one-year proven deal to Tony Pollard. He's gonna get paid. No, you're yeah. not gonna get I'm not, him. I'm at, not talking about uh, 30 cents about on a dollar, Mike. No,
5: I'm I mean
0: I'm saying uh, I mean like Eckler, uh Dobbins is another guy who's had a lot of injury issues. That maybe people are just like, eh, not giving you any more than a one-year proven because you're always hurt. That level of player that, that you're yeah. just like, okay, if you slip through the cracks. Um, I, I do find free agency interesting in that there's a lot of interior offensive line guards. Yeah, I think they, they might gotta,
5: sign a guard. Yeah. Well, they got
0: to figure out obviously what Kelsey's going to do before they jump into that pot because I would imagine those guys that are available, there's about five or six high profile guards that could slip in and play right away. But you got to know whether or not they're going to play right away, so that's going
4: to be something to, to to keep an eye on too. Ooh, that's a good reminder. Thank you, Mike Gill. Is the New Heights podcast going to drop today? Is there anywhere you can even look up as to when it's going to drop? Oh, no, it already
5: right? came out. No, um, no, 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 they way. were talking, you know, no, no retirement talk. Uh, they were talking, obviously. What was it on
4: yesterday? They dropped the uh, it? I believe
5: it came out yesterday. Um, they were talking, obviously, about the shooting in Kansas City. Um, and they were, I just saw some clips. I didn't hear the whole show, but. Um, they dropped some clips, and there was no no retirement, uh, no retirement talk. So,
0: right, well, then maybe next. The New came out three hours ago.
5: Yeah, uh, okay. so this morning they must have so, dropped the clips yesterday. So that was. Um, uh,
4: I thought that was a possibility that that this could be. Well, maybe-
5: I think stuff keeps happening. You have to address what happened in Kansas City because Travis was there, and uh, that complicates things, and. There's just a lot going on, but I, I mean, I, I maintain the Eagles probably know already. Um, and the timing is the timing, but the Eagles will, the, in other words, what Mike was saying, the Eagles aren't going in blind to free agency saying, Oh, maybe we need a guard. Maybe we don't need a guard. They, they, they know they're going to know, uh, whether Jason Kelsey's back or not. And if, if Jason Kelsey's back, they probably don't need it. What's car. the
0: free agent date? March 14th, something like that? March 11th. 11th is uh, the first
5: day of legal
0: tampering. Yeah. It's legal um, tampering. Right. That's so right. Right. they have a little less than a month to get an answer. You would think Kelsey will have a decision by then. And then they go in. Now, I, I would um, ask this question, and I think I know the answer, but – they're definitively would move Juergens. They didn't like him enough at guard like they did Dickerson to keep him there and try to find a center. No, correct?
5: Yeah, if Kelsey retires, Camp Juergens is the center, and then you got to find a, a right guard. I don't think right. you can count on Tyler Steen. I, I, I think the Eagles would have a lot of good that.
0: guards in this free agent crop here. There's, there's a lot of them. I like
5: the kids. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I brought up, you know what? John Runyon's a free agent, John Runyon Jr. You know, I, I've advocated trading for Asante Samuel, uh, signing John Runyon Jr., and drafting uh, Jeremiah Trotter Jr.
4: Bring uh, second-generation Eagles all <laughs> back in South Carolina. That would make everybody happy. John, John continues to tell me it's a DNA league, so I uh, believe it. John, you
0: got uh, it, right? John yes. is going all Nick Sirianni and pandering here. Yes, pandering. Mine's... So, nice. so
5: he Mind knows the
0: crowd. He knows his audience. Just go get everybody's son and put them on the team. The fans
5: would love it. I, I don't care. Here's, here
4: here's here's the key question: Can they sign AJ Brown's son to a futures deal? That would be the key. If you, you're going top DNA, you got to get AJ's little guy signed to a futures deal. Nineteen years. In well, advance. what you could
0: do is offer LeBron James a chance to play tight end and tell Bronny he can play defensive back, and that'll get them as a package hey, deal, wow. and then they can go play for
4: the Sixers, too. They're
5: still hey. talking about the Sixers getting uh, LeBron James on the trade market you know, before the uh, CBS game. Sports.
4: Dow Morey, Morey put it out there. That, uh, was, CBS a, that Sports, was all on Dow.
0: CBS Sports ranked all 30 teams' chances of getting LeBron if he became a free agent. And other than the Lakers retaining him, the Sixers, Sixers were the top team on the list.
5: Of course. Uh, by the way, I got the odds for Josh Jacobs yesterday. I told Jody. Number two, Eagles. Uh, stop it. Stop it. Stop.
4: Here's what I'll that. say. There's a better chance of Josh Jacobs signing with the Eagles than Howie Roseman using a day one or day two pick on a running back. They,
5: they, Jacobs
4: is a guy whose number could come down. Pollard, the Cowboys desperately need, so I don't think he's going anywhere.
5: Day one, I agree with you. Day two, no, no way. No way.
0: Day Day two, two. the last two times, they took Ertz in the second round, and they took Goddard in the second round when Ertz was 29. Well, Goddard's 29 now, so tight end in round two. That tight end
5: draft, though, I've heard, except for the kid from Georgia. But I'm I'm still early in the process. He's going to be a first-round pick. Yeah, he'll, so
0: he'll be I've mock, draft. mock drafts with him in
4: the top five. Yeah, yeah. he's he's he a big time. Top five. He's that good a player. All right, Mike Gill, thank you very much for staying as long as you did. Uh feel free to go out and wear your Providence shirt proudly out there down the down the shore. And good luck with that. It's called yeah. Yeah. at
5: that, that Mike that Gill's show. Make sure. sure. Yeah.
4: Is that long short, sleeve or short sleeve. Short sleeve. So yeah. showing
5: the, the rock goosebumps there. It's is that fun. for being on the show? <laughs> uh At Mike Gill's Show, listen to Mike. He'll talk about – you'll probably talk about Craig Carton today, two to six, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, you're going to have to. I'm working the phones now. I'm working the phones. All right, There you go. Uh, Mike Gill from the Sports Bash,
4: 97.3 ESPN down the shore. All right, Mack and Mack coming back. Damn, we went long with Gill. Brandon Lee Gouton from Bleeding Green Nation. Scheduled to join us in just about 10 minutes from now. Hey, Birds fans, here is your chance to save upwards – of 40% on your car insurance. You can do it right now from one of Jacob Sports' great partners. Here's what you need to do call one of the managing partners. That would be either Jim or Fran, and tell them you're a friend of both Jacob Sports and Birds 365. <music>
5: Hi, I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800
8: number. Go Birds!
6: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes.
4: John McMullen, Jody McDonald, you Mac and Mac guys, saying thanks to Mike Gill for making his usual Wednesday appearance with us. Always have fun when we punch Gill up. Um, Johnny Mac, before we get uh, Brendan and the Bleeding Green Nation up with us, um, I, I think I saw a couple of suggestions yesterday here on the stream. I had at least one caller, if not two last night on WIP, uh, about guys the Eagles should target in free agency. I'm going to give you five names. Right now. And here's my thought on these players landing with the Philadelphia Eagles. Zero. Again, this is a zero. Zero. This is not happening. This is not 0.002. This is a flat-out zero prediction by yours truly. Here are the five names that I will tell you the Philadelphia Eagles have zero chance to get. Uh, Legereus Sneed. Brian Burns. Uh, Josh Allen, no, not the quarterback, the pass rusher from the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Jalen Johnson, and Antoine Winfield. There's a very good reason why those five guys will not be a Philadelphia Eagle this offseason. Please tell the people why that is, John.
5: Uh, Won't get to the market. Uh, I'm with you on 80% of them. Who Who do you think could hit? Uh, a small chance is uh, Sneed. Uh not a big time chance but I, I don't think there's a hundred percent chance they're going to franchise now they can't uh, they can but they they can't really franchise Chris Jones because it would be so astronomical because of the deal he got last year but um, it's very unlikely uh, but of that five, the other four are—I'm um, a hundred percent—they're not getting to the market uh, um, ever. Uh, Le'gerous need I, uh, doors open a, a a little bit, and if that's the kind of player the Eagles would probably try to make a splash for, um, it begets to the market, and that's a big if. But I'm with you on four poor of the five.
4: Right, I'm five for five because, as you said, the cost of Chris Jones is going to be so astronomical that they're not stating that they don't think Chris Jones is one of the best football players in the National Football League by not franchising him. The franchise tag would just be so astronomical when you're already playing your quarterback. Now, if you're a team like, oh, say the 49ers, who have Brock Purdy, who isn't even making a million dollars, you might be able to get involved in something like that. The the The, the Chiefs can't. Mahomes takes a pretty big cap hit, probably undervalued as per what he actually brings to the table, even though he is the biggest cap hit on the Chiefs, and I think he's the biggest cap hit in the National Football League, as a matter of fact, which is the way that it should be. When you are the best quarterback on the best team who's won back-to-back championships, yeah, you should be the highest paid guy, and you should be the biggest cap hit for your team. I'm not uh, bemoaning it at all it, it is the way it should yeah, be.
5: Yeah, it kind of drives me nuts uh, before the the tags and the tag period opened yesterday but usually people wait it's 2 weeks so right. you know,
4: why would you you're do it still negotiating, yeah
5: you're still negotiating usually people do it at the last minute when you can't work something out um until that point it drives me nuts because yeah people say Well, you can go out and get Brian. No, you can't. No, you can't. You can't. You can go out and get Antoine. No, you can't. Um, So you can be realistic about it, or you can not be realistic about it. And honestly, I get it from fans because they're not in the weeds with this They want
4: to fantasize. Yeah. But but, but But know that it's a fantasy.
5: It drives me crazy from people in the industry who say, well, top five landing spots for... Antoine Winfield jr. And they put, you know, the Eagles are basically, I, I, I was joking and the Eagles, Mike, Bro, who was Mike talking about and the Eagles Eagles are second Josh Jacobs and the Eagles Saquon Barkley. Well, let's put the Eagles on there. Um, And those guys are going to be available. But uh, in the case of guys who aren't available, come on, be honest with the people. Uh, too many people aren't. Right. That's why
4: I, I wanted to get those five. And, and even Jalen Johnson is, I would say he's more of a possibility than Lajarius luxurious Um, I think Kansas City knows how important, again, not that Chris Jones isn't, but Chris Jones is in a different situation than himself. I, I don't know who else the Bears would contemplate using a franchise tag on, but I don't think he's as good a cornerback as Snead is. So you know, the
5: only and uh, maybe I should have given more lip service to Jalen Johnson. He played so well last year, um, but remember, he he um, he he wanted to get traded at the trade that he's kind of pushing for it. Um, now, Chicago was. Has been a disaster, um, and that's part of it. But you know, all of a sudden, they're getting Montez sweat, they're gonna have the number one pick in the draft. What, what were they three as well? Whatever, what, what, they're one and three, nah, nah, like uh, nine. Uh, yeah, oh, is down it down low? yeah, oh, is it that low? I, yeah, all right.
4: You know, I come to the defense of the Bears because I don't have as much animus as you do.
5: I don't have they animus towards them.
4: You beat the snot out of their jets. Yeah, because they're, they're a terrible
5: organization. Not because I have animus towards them. I, they they, was, they're a bad organization. They have been a bad organization. I have no animus. To, this is what I love. I told you, I have a file. I have a file folder on my computer, and I'm up to 28 teams where people accuse me. Now the Bears are already on there, so I don't get to put them in there have accused me of either being a fan of said team or I hate that said team. I don't hate the bears. I hate the bears when the bears are good. I'll give them credit for being good. They've been, a, they've made a lot of bad decisions over the past few years. And that's not animus. That's just right. pointing out reality. I'll point out a reality too.
4: They were seven and 10. They weren't four and 13. And when you go seven and 10, I would you know, that's me. I would not use the phrase "awful organization" coming off the seven and ten years. Oh, not
5: been good awful. enough.
4: Been I wouldn't awful, say awful. It's
5: not it's just about one year. They've been an awful organization for you. They've changed people at the top. They've made mistakes at head coach. They've made mistakes at general manager. They keep rotating. Now Kevin Warren's in there. They've made consistent mistakes over a long period of time. They've been one of the worst organizations in the NFL over the past decade. It's not just about last year. And by the way, to speak, I've I've constantly talked about Jalen Johnson is great. He is a great player. Uh, If I have animus to the Chicago Bears, I'd be telling you, I have no animus. They're they're finally getting in the right direction. I think they're going to trade Justin Fields. They screwed up Justin Fields with Luke Getzey. There's one of their mistakes yeah they've made a ton of mistakes over the past number of years
4: yeah and i i think you overstate how bad they've been not just my, my evaluation of your evaluation we need more evaluation and we're gonna get it from our buddy brandon lee Gauton from bleeding green nation he is in the green room he's ready to rock i think he's rocking a hoodie it looks like he's ready to go out and do some work he's gonna do some work with us next here on birds 365 Mac and Mac guys, McMullen and McDonald here with you on Birds three sixty five, and we've got the hardworking lumberjack looking Brandon Lee Gouton here with us on Birds three sixty. <laughs> you, you getting ready to go out and chop some wood there, BLG?
8: Exactly. Yeah, got you know, got to have enough for the fireplace. It's been cold out. Got to keep. it I warm, like it. So. It has
5: been too cold. especially <laughs> in the mornings, man. I'm tired yeah. of this, uh, BLG. We gotta we gotta get a little bit of the worm to turn weather-wise locally, but. Uh, all right, I guess we're, we're, you know, talking free agency. Before I get to that, I guess we have to, I hate to even bring it up, but I assume you saw the Craig card and stuff. Um, your thoughts. Uh, I, uh, if you have, if you have information, give it. If you don't, <laughs> shut up.
8: That's my take too. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. If you have something to say, uh, say it. Uh Otherwise, you can't just because, you know, it's easy to then you know, be in that situation. And I'm not just talking about him because other people do this, too, where you just say something vague. And then later on, something comes out and you're like, see, I said it. It's like, well, yeah, that doesn't exactly. count. You yeah. didn't actually say it. You could have just taken credit for anything. So, yeah, uh, I mean, look, obviously, you know, I think there were things going on uh, and maybe more than we know and whatever. And I'm sure at some point this offseason, maybe we will see some more pieces come out. But uh, yeah, I just, I'm with you, John. So here's
4: the question I would have. Again, we're talking hypotheticals here. We're talking maybes because Craig didn't specifically say what he was referring to, but he he talked about smoke and how much fire was there. Whatever it is, if there's something to Carton's report, we don't know what it is. We don't know how much, but if there's something to his report, how much is that an indictment?
5: I got a frozen Jody. Um, uh, I, I got that might have been me. I don't know. BLG, okay. you got us? I think yeah. I, I'm I'm good. I'm I
4: Okay. All right. For some reason, I think I froze up there for a second. Um, if there's something to it, if there's some smoke with the fire that Craig Carton is is alluding to, mm. how much is that an indictment of Siriani? That Whatever it is, and again, I know it's a kind of nebulous question, um, the it happened under the head coach who was allowed to keep his job this offseason when some people speculated and or rooted for him to lose it. Is this how bad does this look for Nick Sirianni if there's something to what Carton is reporting?
8: Well, I think especially moving forward with the... Uh, purportedly diminished role of some extent. I think Nick Sirianni has to make sure the culture is good and setting the culture, making sure the culture rebounds if there's uh you know, adversity, the response to that. Um, so, you know, I think that's a really big deal. Ultimately, uh, again, moving forward, especially because I think that's his role. I think to his credit, when the Eagles have been good the past couple seasons, I think the culture has been good. And I think Nick Sirianni has contributed to that. So, when things have gone well, I think he's fostered that kind of culture with his core values and whatnot, and uh, we saw that turn a different way at the end of the 2023 season, and it didn't seem like any of the buttons he was pushing were working.
5: You, you know, now brought that up, um, and that has been a in the past if, 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 you know, when we're into the hypotheticals, but if that's the case, that's an, isn't that another strike in the Nick Sirianni, uh, um, you know, up at the plate? If he, you know, he's an overseer now. I don't even like to call him a CEO coach BLG because he was a CEO coach before. So it's like everyone woke up and said, Oh, he's now going to be a CEO. Now he already was. Now he's sort of an overseer taking some of the offensive autonomy away from him if he's not a culture guy mm-hmm. that's even that's even worse <laughs> if you're straddling the fence and you're jeffrey Laurie, isn't it yeah
8: and i think there's a especially after that press conference you know and he's confirmed to be staying as the eagles head coach there's a lot of discourse about well the ceo head coach can work that's not the point I don't think it's about that's not like the debate or at least it shouldn't be that shouldn't be the focus it's not like can this model work that's not the argument so is Nick Sirianni good at that that is the argument that's what's more important and the way the 2023 season ended I think there are real questions about that and I think game management was really lacking a lot of the time in this past season Um, and that's something I want to go back and look at Uh, I, I was casually looking at some games like even just the Vikings game in week two, there was an opportunity for the Eagles to, um, I think, go for two to be up 14. And so they kicked the extra point to go up 13, which is there's no difference between being up 13. And if you miss it 12 at that point, as there is a big difference when you're up 14, and that's just one example. But I think there were a lot of things like that this year where he wasn't really doing everything he could to give them an edge. And I think at a very uh, high level, a very simplified, oversimplified version, maybe, that's what you want your coach to do is give you an edge. And I don't think he did that enough. All right, so let's double down on that Um, post you put up last
4: 24, 48 hours that I enjoyed. Uh, Most improved Philadelphia Eagle for 2024, and you ran down four players' names. I liked all of them, but also included Nick Sirianni as an improved Eagle. You didn't say player. You just said, who will be the five most improved Eagles? Yeah, Nick Sirianni's going to be an Eagle again this year. So get on the record. Will he be improved or won't he be improved as a newfangled CEO coach? John Porte, he was a CEO coach, but he's a newfangled CEO coach. Will we see improvement out of Sirianni this year?
8: I think it's going to be interesting to measure just what that looks like because I think it's possible that the Eagles could be better and certainly from where they picked off off from at the end of last year, but it's going to be with Sirianni seemingly again having some kind of less power then how do you credit him when the success is there? And obviously if the culture looks right, then that's a big deal. And that's obviously not maybe the, the easiest thing to gauge always. Although I will say maybe it isn't always as simple as just winning because last year's team was winning and the culture clearly was not great or at least shifted bad in a, in a quick way. Um, so I don't really exactly know how to parse even his season next year, other than looking at some of these game management situations and I think those will be especially important in telling when the margin for error shrinks. And let's say they're in the playoffs, and like <laughs> the Eagles were just last year or two years ago in the Super Bowl, and you have you know some of these big fourth down decisions to make. And like in those moments, the difference between a championship or not, and there's obviously other things that went to the Eagles Super Bowl loss, but in no small part, Nick Sirianni punting. Uh, on that fourth and two there and trusting his defense that just gave two up to 75 yard touchdown drives uh, was not the best decision and putting the ball in the hands of his defense and his punter who just came off IR and was injured yeah. and bad instead of dealing hurts was clearly like the best player in that game instead of trusting him to get two yards um, you know when you make decisions like Ooh, that you're
5: bringing up sore spots P. <laughs> yeah I you know one of the under I, I think thought about terrible decisions by the Eagles as an organization not that Brett Kern was any good, but to assume Aaron Seapass hadn't punted and to put him out there on the big stage, <laughs> I, I just thought at least he would have had the better in presence. He'd probably kick it to the right side of the field. Maybe it wouldn't go that far, but I, I thought that was one of the worst decisions, and I still think that. But, ooh, you're bringing up uh, bad memories for people. Right, well, is, let, let's well, rub
4: salt even further in the wounds. <laughs> Who do you think made that call? And again, they'll give us collaborative, but they always do. Sirianni, Michael Clay, Howie Roseman. If one of those three was. Well,
5: definitely not Michael Clay. I'll throw that. (laughs) Definitely not Mike. Um, I think it was an organizational decision, which means Howie. Um, And I think, you know, the Eagles have this weird loyalty thing. I think they wanted to be loyal to Aaron Cipas. Like Mm -hmm. with all due respect. I mean, Again, it's not even an insult to him as, and things haven't gone right with him. He had some mental health issues over the bad punt, and I feel bad for Aaron, who's a good guy. But it's just a matter of the rust. On, on you just don't. Oh, it's Super Bowl. Let's get Aaron Seabos back in there. I. I it's just, and they were being loyal. That's what I think, Brandon.
8: And it was it was also a disaster in the playoffs the year before. So it's like yeah. I don't know why you're itching to get him back out there in the Buccaneers wildcard game that the Eagles lost Well, a, Kern uh,
5: wasn't good either, but yeah. yeah.
8: But yeah. also again, he shouldn't have been punting there to me. And and I bring up that one example just to be like, if you're not gonna go for it there in the Super Bowl, and even we saw this in the Bucks playoff game this year when Sirianni's job is being talked about and it's early in the game. I think there are multiple fourth and two opportunities there that he had he doesn't go for it's like well when are you going to go for it if you're not going to go for it in these situations where it's time to give your team an edge maybe like i don't think he was really like reading the room again um you can talk about analytics whatever you debate that but like again you just gave up two 75 yard touchdown drives you weren't stopping that Chiefs offense so maybe it's time to be like hey let's keep the try to keep the offense our offense on the field i just think he kind of gets away from uh you
5: gotta have a feel feel in the moment no question about it um we are inside of three weeks brandon uh for the new league year i get the feeling i don't know if you you get the feeling something something's gonna happen something big is gonna happen and it might be trading Hassan reddick um you know now with Craig Carton and splintering and <laughs> maybe trading AJ Brown and maybe going out and signing, making a splash in free agency. A, hey, do you get the feeling something big is going to happen, uh, relatively quickly? Uh, the Eagles are going to seize a move. And if I, I gave you their cap space and Howie Roseman's cap, what would BLG want to accomplish first?
8: Yeah, I mean it's not the Eagles. If there isn't some kind of thing to talk about, right, there's going to be, I'm sure there'll be something. Um, It's a weird off season though, in the terms of obviously they have certain things they need to address like linebacker and whatnot, but it's, it's usually, I feel like there's a feel that, okay, they're just like this one thing away or they really need to get that. And I guess linebacker probably is that for a lot of people, but obviously, you know, with the way last season went, they really talked about and their actions show that, coaching you know was a big issue now they they need to get again better players here on defense safety linebacker um but i don't know that it's about getting that star guy especially given their cap situation as it is more trying to fill out multiple quality pieces here um because i don't think they're going to be you know like signing legeria sneed in terms of like that's the kind of top of the market player that everyone's going to be competing to sign and i don't know that they really have the the I mean, if they want to sign him, they can. You can always find a way to make it work. But that's just, that's your move at that point. And then you don't really have money or the resources to do much else there. So, um, you know, the Redick thing bears watching, of course. But, uh, yeah, I don't know that it's about one big move that I feel like we just are lined up for here. All
4: right. uh, John and I kicked this around earlier. We had Mike Gill on. I asked him, so I got to ask you, too. The Philadelphia Eagles, crystal ball time. uh, The Philadelphia Eagles will have one back who will get more touches than anyone else on the team next year. Uh, That's a given. What the percentage of overall run, we don't know that. You don't even have to know that. All I just need to know from you, BLG, is Mm -hmm. when we find out at the end of the season what player has the most touches this year, it's DeAndre Swift. um, Will that player be someone already on their roster, and they just added hmm. a new new name yesterday. Um, will that player be taken in the draft? Will that player be signed as a free agent? Will that player like DeAndre Swift be traded for? I'm not asking you to name the player. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you to name the player who has the most touches next year for the Eagles. How he gets their either acquisition or already in place.
8: Yeah, I'm going to say it's someone they sign. And I'll, you know, including... DeAndre's hooked in there. Someone who is going to be a free agent running back this offseason, and they sign that player. Because you look at the free agent running back market, and it's a buyer's market. There's a lot of names out there. You have Josh Jacobs. You have um, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Swift, Austin Eckler, obviously has connections to, to Philly in multiple ways between Kellen Moore and Nick Sirianni. Uh, he's out there. Um, there's a lot of different kind of running backs out there uh, that I think the price is going to come down on them. Saquon Barkley as well. We'll see what happens there. I think the price is going to come down on those guys. And I think eventually the Eagles are going to be able to sign one of them to a relatively decent rate for a year. And obviously, you know, I don't think I don't think it's the only move they'll make it running back. I'm sure they'll draft one at some point um, and you'll have that committee. But at the end of the day, I'm going to lean on. It's going to be the free agent guy they signed.
5: Uh, it's not going to be Ty Davis Price, uh, the <laughs> largest future signing in, in the history of the world, uh, the right. LG. I, You know, I, I wrote that I like when the Eagles do that kind of stuff uh, because why does it hurt? I mean, take a lottery mm-hmm. ticket, take a flyer. They give a little bit more money to a former third-round pick. They did it with Julian Ogwara as well. I wouldn't count on these guys, but isn't that better than the alternative to keep working and try to uncover every rock? Who knows? Maybe somebody hits
8: especially at the two positions they did there. I mean, between, you know, edge rusher, I mean, if Reddick's not back, you're, you know, you're looking thin there very much. So Uh, even if he is, you still need to address your depth there. And then running back. Yeah. The only running backs under contract for next season currently are what Kenny Gainwell and and Lou Nichols. Nichols. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of, you just need a body there quite quite frankly. Uh, So yeah, certainly doesn't hurt to add more competition like you said you just if one of those guys hits it's like you're, it's a home run
5: yeah
4: yeah Rhetor- rhetorical question can you pick lou nichols out of a lineup i know oh, i could
5: yeah, i've seen i looked up his picture well? lou was recently. around yeah lou was around last year in the locker room a lot he led uh the nation in rushing by the way uh back in his college days i believe mm. it i get those michigans uh i believe he was western michigan i get the mm. there's in Central Michigan and Western, I get them mixed up. Eastern yeah. Michigan,
4: yeah there's, yeah, there's a plenty of directional Michigans. All right, BLG, we have not had you on since the last game of the season, and I'm not mm-hmm. talking the Eagles beat down against Tampa. I'm talking about uh, that thing they call the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> I need you to finish the sentence for me, and I'm going to take one potential offer off the table. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. The San Francisco 49ers lost the Super Bowl because what?
8: <clears throat> they didn't approach overtime the right way. And I know you feel Jody, like they the Kyle Shannon definitely should have opted to uh get the ball second and oh, not yeah. taken it. I don't I think there's more I think that's debatable. What I think is not debatable is once you do take it first and you've made that decision. I think going up against Patrick Mahomes, who I, I say is like NFL Michael Myers, he's like you can't just Think he's gonna be gone easily? Like you have to do everything you possibly can to make sure the bad guy doesn't come back. And to me, the mindset has to be: we need eight here. We need eight on this drive because that's the only way you 100% guarantee you actually do get that third possession, right. which is what Kyle Shannon said he was going to do. So as soon as he does that, he can't kick the field goal in the red zone. There, you have to be committed to getting eight.
4: Yeah, and I, I agree. Sorry, God, let me just let me just follow up, and then uh, I'll let like you get your question it. If you're 4th and 17 at the 30-yard line, okay, yeah, you got to kick the field
8: goal. Yeah, sure.
4: You're at the 9. You're already inside the 10. You have a makeable 3rd and or 4th down that follows thereafter. That's why it's just inexcusable.
5: Where were think. they on the 4th down? Wasn't it like 4th and 4 or something It was 4th like and that? 4. At the 9. Was and I also a, think, I think they,
8: they, they could have ran a better play on that third down to try to set well, up yes, a shorter fourth that's down.
5: My, my problem is the third down. You should know you have to go, and if you go for it, even at fourth and four, you should go for it. I have right. a problem with that. But you should call the third down play to get to fourth and Correct. two or fourth and one and make it easier, yep. Um, make that decision easier. So you should have that in your mind. So I have a problem with that. But even at fourth and four, It's better to go for it. And then at least Kansas city's backed up and maybe they don't have their entire offense on the plate until they get out from under the shadows of the goalpost. And maybe that puts them in more. And obviously it's not a four down game at that situation. So if it's third and five, they're going to punt the football instead of uh, obviously being down, they have all, all four downs, just terrible decision, bad game manager. Great play designer, yep. great play. Bad, bad game manager has been for years, Kyle Shanahan. That's my assumption of him. It was the nine-yard line, by the way. Yeah. It was yeah. the nine. The nine. Um, still, I, I, I thought it was a little bit closer, but I still go for it on fourth and four. They're still inside the ten, even if yep. you don't get it. You got to go for it in that situation. You got to go for it.
8: I agree. I think you have to ask yourself, what are you going to regret more? You know, are you going to regret like trying to do everything you could to win? Or are you going to regret kicking a field goal and putting the game in the hands of Patrick Mahomes? I think it's the. I think
5: you're going
8: to. But I think it starts ladder. on third
5: down. I think sure. it starts on third down. You got to run the ball with McCaffrey. Exactly. Maybe court, you yeah. got you got the yeah.
4: best running back in the game. How do you not yep. try and get four yards over two downs? Yep. Yep. Instead, you call a pass play. And oh, here's another good idea. that Forty Nine. 49- I would have suggested blocking Chris Jones on the play. Now, I may be crazy, but I would have had that's, at least that's one That's easier said
5: than done, though. Touched, yeah.
4: Untouched, John. There's an attempt to block Chris Jones, and then there's no attempt. He got to the quarterback untouched.
5: Well, and John Policiano, who who who'd he throw under the bus? Uh, uh, Spencer I, Buford, right? Bur- yeah, Spencer Buford, Burford, yeah. Um, yeah, class guy, that John Policiano. Although, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. But he was drunk, I think, was his excuse. So, uh, But that's for the 49ers to worry about. Um, For the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, since I brought that up, I mean, Jalen Carter was a part of that in the back and forth with John Policiano. Does that concern you at all? Because, look, Jalen Carter's unbelievably gifted. We all know the... um, Mm the possibilities of things going wrong. When you're getting involved in that kind of stuff, it's untoward back and forth trash talk. Does that concern you at all? Because they have to rebuild this defense. And I maintain, Brandon, they have to rebuild it on the foundation of Jalen Carter. Mm -hmm. They really do. He's got to be the guy on this defense. Can you trust him to be that guy?
8: Uh, yeah, I think my bigger concern than the Twitter beef is, you know, just how he kind of, we didn't see the same kind of player in the second half of last season. Not that he was invisible because he still had some impact along the way. It's not like he totally, you know, pulled a Josh sweat for pretty much and just didn't have any sacks other than the playoff game. Um, but, uh, and also about the Felic- Feliciano Carter thing. I mean, not to say anyone's right here. I think everyone doesn't look good in that kind of interaction but John Feliciano is also 10 years older than Jalen Carter. So maybe we kind of need to like, uh, you know, from his standpoint, think what you're doing, arguing with like a 23-year-old kid. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, it's more about what we didn't see in the second half of last season. But then again, it's kind of like pretty much almost all of the pass rush slash defensive line kind of just fell off. So I don't think it's just an isolated thing there. And I do trust the ceiling that we've seen between – you know training camp and then early in the season i still think that you know ability is very much there and honestly i mean maybe this is a uh a weird way to spin it but and maybe it is spin but maybe it's a good thing that, like jalen Carter didn't win rookie of the year and all <clears> the <this throat> success kind of like instantly goes to his head and he's like well i don't even need to work that hard or whatever because i'm the man maybe uh If you're looking at it with the optimistic spin, the second half of last year kind of motivates him and not winning rookie defensive rookie of the year kind of motivates him to to hit that next gear and, uh, and be what this team needs him to be.
4: I like your optimism there. That's well-placed spin by you, Brandon Lee Gowden. All right. uh, Which lends me to this and John McMullen will attest to this is something that I feel strongly about, maybe even obsessed about, um, I think part of the problem with the Eagles, certainly, in their collapse and Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis, I'll put him in the mix too, who's just as big a building block for them going forward is they ran out of gas mm-hmm. in the second half of the season. And maybe, just maybe one of the reasons they ran out of gas is because the Philadelphia Eagles have this laissez-faire, less is more attitude about practice mm. that there's the league maximum that you and the eagles never get anywhere that there was always less than that but the sports medicine and the people who advise howie roseman and the organization decision maker it's more important not to hurt yourself than it is to actually prepare for the season mm. after what happened this past year if you believe anything of what i just said they kind of ran out of gas shame on them it's in part on them um and the fact that they've got a Old school taskmaster defensive coordinator now in place. Will the Philadelphia Eagles? I'm talking stopwatch here, actually put more time and effort into practice in 2024, starting with the first workout of the offseason.
8: I think more than the past couple of years, in part just because they do have two new coordinators and uh both not, you know, just internal promotions from doing the same thing you're doing. And also explicitly in offense, like stressing the need for fresh ideas. So it would seem to me they would need to maybe do a little bit more of install and whatnot than they they have done the past couple years. I think we'll see more than that. But at the end of the day, I do think it's defensible when you look at how healthy they've been, that they've clearly found some kind of formula that works. So I think maybe they've taken that to an extreme, like they take other things to an extreme. Like they're not investing in linebacker and you can kind of balance that out a little bit more. You can find a better, little bit better of a balance, but uh, I still think they're going to be on the lighter end of things overall.
5: By the way, we talk about the collapse six of seven to end the season. We just talked about Jalen Carter um, not having a good finish to the season. Jordan Davis, uh, Jody's talking about guys running out of gas. Is there anybody who played well in that stretch? Even the offensive line, which you look at, they, they weren't as good. Obviously yep. the quarterback. Um
4: Smitty played well. Smitty finished yeah, I guess the season Smitty. pretty well. Yeah. I
5: guess Smitty. Boy, it was a, it was really a a full blown, full team collapse almost. Uh, yeah, you can argue Smitty. Yep. Not you that's, can't that, argue that, many that's people. Sad.
4: That's sad that you come up with one name. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Just yeah. The well, I would would say one thing,
4: that's it. That's awful.
5: I would say Jordan Mylotta played pretty well the whole season. Sure. Um, but very miss few guys, very few guys, um, that's that's astonishing. Even Jason Kelsey did not play well in Tampa. He did not play well in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, yeah, I just thought about that. When we keep talking about players, Josh Sweat, Jordan Davis, uh, Jalen Carter, mm-hmm. on the defensive side, I guess Howie's out there dependent Zach Cunningham. Well, he missed a number <laughs> of games. Um, yeah, wow it it's that's bad. I don't it know who more.
4: to Prospective free agent Eagles need to resign him. That would be Braden Mann, their partner.
5: He, he was very good. He was yeah. pretty damn good go. all yeah. season
4: long. Yeah.
5: So was Britton. Britton Covey. was. And Covey. right? Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. All right, Fair last
4: thing, BLG. Um, we are less than a week away from the combine starting up in. Uh, Indianapolis, uh, you've already put up a couple of guys. to keep your eyes on, Eagles, mocks, blah, 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 blah. Who's the guy that you've kind of targeted that you think you've got a good grasp on him, that mm. he's going to be a day three pick, fourth, fifth round, <laughs> whatever, and he fills a void for the Eagles that they could, this could be a how he wins the offseason type pick, a not top of the draft, but a guy who comes in and like a re chip who is completely undrafted uh but a guy who gets a chance to play as a rookie grabs a hold of a job makes it is you got a guy yet you got you got one you circled on your sheet that you'll have in front of you or you're watching the combine from indianapolis last next week
8: not not yet so oh, i yeah. the All way right. the draft works for me is you know uh And I feel like maybe John can attest to this as well. (laughs) So locked in to the uh, the NFL during the NFL season that, and especially because, you know, a little peek behind the curtain, you know, for those covering the team, you know, Saturdays you're one day kind of off of the entire week, at least for me. So I'm not spending it, you know, watching college football. I'm trying to take it, uh, actually do errands and other things I need to get done before game day on Sunday uh so don't have the intimate knowledge yet we do have some good draft coverage on bleeding green nation the bleeding nation podcast feed with uh shane half and his crew so i actually rely on those guys a lot that's what i'm doing right now to kind of get caught up fast and then as we go through the combine and as we go through pre-draft visits and everything and uh pro days and then you know as the mock drafts really heat up in april that's when i kind of start to lock in really and uh and so i kind of I'm not there yet. I kind of go through the process and I enjoy that process each year of, uh, really kind of getting, and by into- the way,
5: you know, you know what B.L.G. that's how <laughs> it works for the Eagles. It's sure. like Howie and company are all locked in the big guy. They're locked in on the regular yeah. season. And it's the person else that those are the guys on the ground doing the work and they lean on them. And then they get involved in the spring and the combine and, um, as things move forward in the pro days, then you get the coach's opinion. What do you want? What do you need? What what is What does Kellen Moore need? What does Big Bangio want? And you mix all that together. It's very similar to how you do it at Bleeding Green Nation. That's you got to <laughs> rely on your 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 draft guys. And right. for me, yeah. I got a core group of draft guys I rely on. Cause I can't do that legwork. They're the ones doing the legwork. Because that's 365, man. Yeah. You got to do that all year. Yeah, that's it's like a little ecosystem of how the NFL does it.
4: Oh, when we go ecosystem, I know it's time to wrap up the show. <laughs> Yesterday we had uh, the, our buddy from the athletic on. Uh, why am I missing his name? Uh, John uh, Brooks
5: Cabina. Brooks.
4: Brooks went all Bill Nye science guy on. Us oh, yeah. DNA wow. of plants and whatever.
5: He went plants. He, he, went he, right I don't over, think he knew he went Nick Sirianni, but he went DNA of plants. Holy
4: mackerel. Uh, no. He talked over my head. Uh, so I know it's time to get out if McMullen <laughs> is going there. That really says, <laughs> McDonald. You got no idea what the hell being talked about around you. Uh, I always love talking to you, though, BLG. Thank you very much for jumping in. We'll get you back up in a couple of weeks after the combine and see who that player you've circled on your page is then. I know you right. don't have it yet. Neither do I. Neither does John. We all got to lean on our uh, helpers for the draft mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but we get a first uh, look at the guys in the combine next week. It'll be fun. And we'll get you back on again. BLG, thanks.
5: Thanks, bud.
4: Brandon Lee Gautin, uh from Bleeding Green Nation here with us on Birds 365. All right. We'll come back. We'll put on the show, a bow on the show, and we'll find out what the ecosystem says we'll be doing tomorrow on Birds 365.
3: Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app.
2: And the big story on Action News. Search
3: 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
5: E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles.
4: right, time to say thank you to both uh, Brendan Lee Gowton and Mike Gill for hopping on with us um we've got one in the books for tomorrow johnny stolness uh eye on the enemy podcast and bleeding green nights and gonna jump in with us um we'll work up a uh, uh, second guest uh one thing i did want to get in some point that the show just never did i apologize because i know you're a fan kirk cousins gonna get another full guaranteed contract from the vikings um, johnny Mac?
5: i don't think he is from the vikings uh just a hunch i think um boy uh, there's another guy i 've ripped pretty harshly i i don't think quayy odopa mens has been doing a great job there and this is it no, this i is think where... i think
4: he's been worse than ryan pauls you, you, you uh,
5: uh, can... i agree i i agree um i think he's been an abject disaster when it comes especially when it comes to drafting so this is his way of sort of buying a couple more years if he can get a young quarterback and he can you know throw it off to him. well you gotta let him develop you gotta let him develop you think you a,
4: think the the general man's going self-preservation and preservation in yes, making his quarterback yes. decisions and this
5: is part this is one of the things the eagles have a luxury and i talk about it all the time he's gming for his job now already um and he's got to make decisions gming for his job how he okay. doesn't have to do that how how he doesn't have to do that he can be patient so i think he has to buy some time Uh, How do you buy time in this league? If you draft a quarterback, if you move up, get a quarterback in the top five, I think they may even go J.J. McCarthy, uh, which I think would be a typical disaster, but that's just my own speculation. Um, I I think they're going young. um, and I think Kirk lands in Atlanta, and he'll get a fully guaranteed deal there. Um, um, So he'll get, he's, Our buddy, Andrew Brandt, Kirk Cousins is a, he's not a first ballot pro football Hall of Famer, but he is a first ballot business Hall of Famer. That guy, he squeezes every, and that's been, you know, I'm a Cousins guy. That's been my biggest criticism of Kirk Cousins. He squeezes out every penny he can get to the detriment helping his team build a roster that's fair and i think that's part of it i think that's part of it i agree with you so when people criticize about his non he's part of that he's i think people don't understand how good of a quarterback he is but part of that is his own undoing because he's always striving for every single penny
4: and oh by the way Back in the day, a couple of years ago, I make it sound like it was 40 years ago when he was a free agent leaving the the, at the time Redskins and the Jets were hot in pursuit. And, you know, I'm a Jet guy on New York radio. I said, I'm sorry, if the ask numbers out there are accurate, I'm not touching Kirk Cousins. He wants every last penny. And if somebody else is going to give it to them, then they're going to give it to them, and I'm going to pass if I'm the Jets. And guess what? The Vikings did. They gave them every last penny, and the Vikings haven't won Diddley Squad. they maybe won more than the Jets because the Jets made even worse quarterback decisions than not paying Kirk Cousins. But I stand by my, yeah, Kirk Cousins isn't taken to, to a to, to a Super Bowl stance. But we'll see. I uh, just wanted to add that into the mix. You and I back here tomorrow. I'm good for 22 hours from now. You in, McMullen? let's do it. We will be back on Birds 365 and two and two.
2: You've been listening to Birds 365. <laughs>